I've always been uh, conscious about what I put on social media. I've always wanted to build a profile that would attract people that are going to kind of take me in the direction I want to go. So, you know, I, if I just want to, you know, share, you know, twerking videos and, you know, count money like it's a cell phone and stuff. Okay. But that's not really what I wanted to do. So uh, actually it was a casting producer in LA reached out to me via Instagram saying, hey, we, we love your profile. Hi, I'm Terrell Turner, the host of the Business Talk Library. And today I have a great guest on because it's always a pleasure to have other entrepreneurs on. But even, you know, it's a little different when you have other podcasters on because they're constantly in the process of talking to people and, you know, really diving deeper into their topic. So it's always good to have them on the show um, to talk about, you know, their business and also for them to talk about their story as well. So I want to welcome to the show, Darren Brown. So welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, before we jump into, you know, your business that you're in now and the space you work in and your podcast, tell us a little bit about, you know, what was your background before hopping into those two things? Yeah, well, uh, I think my story is, is really a story of just, uh, you know, trial and error. You know, I, I'm not a trust fund baby. I didn't, you know, <laughs> my dad didn't give me $10 million and say, live your dreams. It's just learning the hard way, you know? Um, so I started out, um, graduated high school, went to flight school to be airline pilot. Uh, the market took a nosedive, you know, no pun intended. And, uh, <laughs> you know, switching gears, becoming a, a locomotive conductor, an engineer, driving freight trains, got a job in South Florida, doing bullet trains, didn't like that, did a reality TV show, didn't like that, had my business degree from the beginning, so decided to go into business. Here I am now. Gotcha. Gotcha. You know, th those are all some very, very pivotal <laughs> changes. I mean, oh, you know, you hear about people making changes. I, I, I will say I've never heard the, the, the story of, you know, airline pilot, um, you know, reality TV show, you know, airline wow. pilot, you know, train conductor, reality TV show, then entrepreneurship. <laughs> I'm a disaster. I'm literally a disaster. So if anybody's looking to me, uh, I do not have it figured out. <laughs> I'm out here learning like everybody else. But I think that's one of those things that I find with, you know, interviewing so many different entrepreneurs is the, is the ones that just accept the reality that, hey, you know what? Everybody's trying to figure it out. Yep. I mean, the faster you accept that, you know, the better this journey is going to be for you. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So now tell us a little bit about, you know, I, I am interested to ask about the reality TV show. Like, how did that part come into the play? You know what? But, you know, the interesting thing about the reality TV show is that it really ties into my business in a weird way, because I've always been uh, conscious about what I put on social media. I've always wanted to build a profile that would attract people that are going to kind of take me in the direction I want to go. So, you know, I, if I just want to, you know, share, you know, twerking videos and, you know, count money like it's a cell phone and stuff. OK, but that's not really what I wanted to do. So uh, actually, it was a casting producer in L.A. reached out to me via Instagram. Say, hey, man, we, we love your profile. You know, you have fun, but you have a little business side, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I thought it was a scam, uh, which is another <laughs> thing that everything everybody that approaches you with opportunity online is not a scam, believe it or not. And, um, you know, they told me the name of the network, things like that. I did my research and made it through and 
got put on the show, never applied or anything, just purely got casted right off my Instagram page. Wow. Wow. What was the show about? It was uh, it was a dating show. Uh, it was a uh, seven guys, seven girls living in a mansion in California. And every week, one the girls vote off a guy, guys vote off, vote off a girl. And fortunately enough, for some reason, I made it through the whole show. I never got voted off. So I was there and it's just, you know, a lot of drama and drinking <laughs> cameras in your face. You know, it was uh, it was a, it was a it was a great one time experience. I think I, I probably wouldn't do it again, but it was it was it was a good experience. Gotcha. Gotcha. OK. You know, that, that is interesting. I will say never had a reality TV star on the show before. <laughs> <laughs> so what took you a little bit further? I mean, when it comes down to, you know, starting a business, you know, one of those things that a lot of people you know tend to have a challenge with sometimes is, you know, finding being comfortable finding their niche. So, you know, how did that that play out for you and what did that process look like for you? Well, you know, the, uh, the thing for me is that I've always had the gift of gab and I've always had an admiration for business because my mother was a very successful entrepreneur. So uh, deep down inside, I knew that's what I really would have liked to do. That's why I got my degree in business. Um, but sometimes the way the way life is set up, you know, we start going into these careers and it's not like we're walking away from, well, at least in my case, I'm not speaking for anybody else, but I wasn't walking away from $10 an hour. I was making a six-figure career. And that's a whole different animal. You know, it's one thing to walk away from, okay, you know, it's just a job. I can, you know, maybe make ends meet versus, <laughs> you know, I've got a nice place downtown, a nice car, and this is like I'm living kind of high on the, higher on the hog. To leave this and then go into my dream is um, is, is not easy. Um, so, but still having that, knowing that, you know, what your passion is deep down inside, by following that, you know, it'll make up for, for the difference of lost income in the beginning. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. You know, I think that's so true because I think a, a lot of people um, do struggle with that, that, that whole kind of um, what I've talked to some people is that it's okay. If you're nervous, it's okay. If you're scared and making that transition, because um, <laughs> most of the people I've talked to, they, they were scared. They weren't nervous when they made that transition. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, but, uh, go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, I mean, with that, I mean, you know, how did you get to the point of, you know, knowing that, hey, you want to be in the space of, of businesses? How did you get comfortable, like, you know, figuring out, okay, right, you know, being in business, it's a wide array of options. How did you kind of start to narrow it down on to, hey, this was the angle that I was going to take to scratch my business itch? Well, I started a bit. The first business I started, I was 22 years old and I sold, I said I had a business where I drop shipped green cleaning products to Chicago public schools. I had a little contract and, and things like that. Um, got, had a bad year in business and decided to close it because I got mad. I had to think for two years. Um, but I didn't start my next business until I was 29. Or 30. Gotcha. So it was years, years went by when I'm like, before I was like, okay, this is it. Um, so I think for me, it was just taking my time and knowing that uh, the problem that I want to solve is the solution is something that I'm talented at. So if there's a problem, if I'm not talented at fixing the solution, then um, it really does me no justice. If, if, it's a, if it's a way that I can make airplanes fly faster, I'm not a, in aerospace. There's nothing. I can't cash in on that problem. So I need to find a problem that I know my talents can be the solution to that. And that's that's kind of what I did. That's how I, how I narrowed it down. 
Okay, gotcha. Now, when it came down to podcasting, um, you know, what, what started to, you know, open your eyes in that space? Uh, well, the thing with podcasting for me is uh, because I have my degree in business, I've always looked at the business side of content. I've always looked at the business side of being a YouTuber, the business side of content, crea- uh, content creation and podcasting. So I never did it with the intent of becoming like a multi-billion dollar Joe Rogan podcaster. <laughs> I just felt like maybe if I start a podcast about business and I'm a business consultant, maybe I can build up a following and market my business to them and save some money on advertising. That was just my thinking process. <laughs> you know, how about we just do that instead of paying for all these Facebook ads, I'll just build up my own following, just market to them. They're already following yeah. the podcast and the industry that I serve. So there it is. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that that is a, a great strategy. So I guess throughout that journey, did you start to see, like I said, a, a, a different angle or different opportunity for the podcast and kind of what, what started you to see that a little differently? Well, um, I started that way. But once you your podcast starts getting some legs and getting some growth and exposure, then you get exposed to the entire, you know, affiliate marketing world where it's, hey, say you sell this, we'll give you 25% or Audible will give you $10. And then you get into having a lot of people that want to collaborate with you that may not really match with your brand. Um, there are people that want to get on the podcast that might sell tires uh, or they might uh, be, I think I had a, a, a lady that went, owned a strip club here locally. She wanted to get a podcast. I mean, and I'm not against it, but I'm just saying, like, that's not really in line with my brand. So yeah. I, I had to get to the point where I had to stay on topic and bring people on my show that would be good for my brand and, and be comfortable telling some people, no, I just, I don't think it's going to be as consistent with my brand. You know, that's always an interesting place because I, I remember when, when I, I started switching to doing like this interview style for mm-hmm. the content that we created. Cause I mean, my background is accounting and finance. So mm-hmm. originally we started off just creating accounting and finance for business owners, just breaking stuff down, making it simple. And then came with the idea of interviewing other guests and it's like, okay, how in the world am I going to, you know, find people to be guests on the show? <laughs> and it, you know, those early stages you're like, okay, I'll take anybody. <laughs> right, then- <laughs> right, right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Somebody please come on this podcast. <laughs> so how long did it take you to get past that phase? <laughs> well, I, I did, I started a podcast about financial literacy originally and I podcasted just by myself for like my first 10 or 15 episodes. And then once I felt more comfortable on camera and once I felt studied more podcasters and I kind of studied the format of these shows of even if it's television shows, how a lot of them are segmented, how long the podcast should be. No one's going to watch your podcast for two and a half hours. Uh, then I was able to better maneuver my podcast um, to serve my audience. Also, what a lot of people don't realize that don't podcast is learning how this equipment is set up and the green screens and <laughs> the lighting. And it's, if you want it to look decent, you there's actually a lot more that goes to it on the technical side. And I know nothing about lighting and green screens. I had to learn all that photography, video editing, it, unless you have a, a sizable budget, you have to learn how to do that on your own. And it's a whole nother world that you have to learn to make your podcast look professional. Yeah, I, I, I can second that because, yeah, 
like I said, my, that was not my background, but having to learn that, like, you know, spending time, you know, watching, you know, and reading up on how to set up lighting and how to, because one of the things we started doing uh, with the Business Talk Library when we, we first started doing the interviews is we would actually take like the lighting, the mics, all the equipment to the business owner um, and set it up in their place of business. Okay. And that was, I was like, man, I have so much more appreciation for people who work on the lighting crew, yep. the audio crew, because then you got to learn acoustics of a room. Yep. So I'm just like, you know what? Being able to do it from my set studio space, um, yep. it has been like a life changer. So yep. do you usually do uh, do your podcast on site or do you do it in your set studio space? Well, I think now with COVID, everything is, you know, Zoom or StreamYard, everything is streaming, you know, and then that gives you a larger reach, too, because it's, you know, uh, it's online, you know, everybody's yeah. online, you know, it's, it's so many opportunities of people I, I can reach outside of just the state of Florida or just outside of Palm Beach County. Um, for me, my office doubles and triples as a podcast. You can see I got some <laughs> albums up in Chicago Bears, blah, blah, blah. Um, but also, I feel like uh, the the environment in which I'm doing my podcast, I want it to represent me. And I feel like that helps me to become, be more creative. And I feel like it allows me to be more relaxed and allow me to answer questions more sincerely. And yeah. also to um, push my, the person I'm interviewing to kind of pull more out of them because yeah. there are a lot of talented people that sometimes they won't tell you if you don't ask. So mm-hmm. I've just tried to create a space that really helps me to fire on all cylinders. Gotcha. Gotcha. Awesome. Awesome. So now when it comes down to your podcast, you know, what are the types of guests that people can expect when they listen to your, your show? Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's a wide range. I think that there are some things that are very consistent with a lot of small business owners that we go through. And there are some things that are extremely unique and it's like, it's, it's all, or was all one or the other, you know, uh, like the last, um, the last, uh, guest I had, she had suffered a traumatic brain injury, forgot everything from age 19 back, healed, started a fitness, online fitness uh, studio or online fitness program. Um, since then, she's been on The View and all these TV shows and her business is exploding. Um, but she can still relate to feeling as an entrepreneur, like you're not going to make it or feeling like maybe I bit off more than I can chew. So it, it, although her story is unique, there are always some things that that some viewer somewhere is going to be able to relate to. So I try to pull a little bit of that out. OK, awesome. Awesome. Now, if someone is looking to listen to you and check out your podcast, you know, what are they searching for and where can they find it? Yeah, so uh, my podcast is uh, Uncooked with Darren Brown. Uh, we talk about it's a podcast for entrepreneurs. It's just a simple podcast for entrepreneurs. And we talk about, like you said, our different different uh, topics in business. Uh, I'm on Facebook, on Instagram, mostly on Facebook, but uh, advantagefc.com. You can see all the episodes and stuff there too. Awesome. Awesome. And I, I love every one of my, you know, my, my listeners, my viewers, but I, I definitely strongly encourage them, you know, check out other podcasts because they're going to be different perspectives. You'll hear from Darren's show that you don't hear from the TL Turner group and the business talk library. And, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes down to, you know, your business, your entrepreneur is, 
gain the wisdom wherever you can get it to move your business forward. So definitely check out Darren's show. Appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Now, when it comes down to the services and, you know, and the consulting work that you do, you know, what are the types of services or what are the types of target clients you usually aim to work with? Well, uh, so I saw a problem and the problem that I saw was there are a lot of people on social media that are having fun and there are a lot of people on social media that are getting rich. And Mark Zuckerberg's <laughs> worth $100 billion from Facebook ads. Facebook makes money on ads. That's their thing. Their thing is ads. They, they don't have it. That's their thing. Their bread and butter is selling Facebook ads. And they're making billions of dollars. And it's just funny because, you know, we get on social media. We give all this information away about ourselves, where we're at, what we're doing, who our family is. And we're not getting paid for it. But, but, but they're taking information and selling that to other businesses that are making money. Um, so I said to myself, you know, it's a lot of small business out owners out here, too, that are buying these ads, but they're still not making money because being a YouTuber or being a podcaster or whatever is one thing, but understanding the business behind social media, behind sales funnels, conversion rates, having your CRM in place, how often you uh, email people on your email list, the business side of it, I felt it was a large hole that was missing because everybody wants to be a YouTuber, but they don't know that you're under YouTube contract. You can't just say whatever you want when you're under YouTube contract. But a lot of people, I try to encourage my clients at least that, you know, you will make so much more money if you take your content and um, apply the proper business structure behind it. You will make 10 times more money than YouTube is going to pay you. So that's kind of how I started, how I started my business. Awesome. Awesome. So if someone's looking for you to, you know, develop that strategy and to, you know, to really, you know, maximize the content that they're already doing, you know, how can they get in touch with you and where can they find you on social media to, you know, do business with you? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, my name, Darren Brown, type that in, you'll see my pretty face and all this hair. Um, <laughs> and, uh, advantage business consulting. So if you put in advanced business, business consulting advantage, fc.com, I'm sure there'll be a link in the description of this video. And uh, that's pretty much it. You, 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 I'm kind of hard to miss on social media. Advantage awesome. awesome. <laughs> well, before we wrap up, one question I like to ask every guest that comes on. I mean, when you think about, you know, the journey that you've been on and you think about, you know, where your business is today and what your aspirations are going forward, you know, what's two pieces of advice that you would share with other business owners? Uh, with other business owners, I would say... Don't be afraid to pivot. If something's not working, rebrand yourself. I mean, give it some time. Don't get me wrong. But don't be so stubborn to the point where, you know, I have to stay with this. I have to stay with this. It's COVID-19 time right now. Um, somebody might be watching this years later. COVID might be over. But, you know, you got to pivot with COVID. You got to pivot when your job, when the market, I was in flight school. I had to pivot. Isn't The airline career is not going to, because I could have stayed with it. Yeah, I could have. But I had to pivot. And I think that I've, achieved a, a somewhat level of success because I've never been afraid to move on to the next thing or take things in a little bit of a different direction when the time comes. Uh, that's my first piece of advice. The second thing I would say is um, I would say to, you know, be serious about your business. Uh, some, some small business owners I meet, there's two types. They're the types that are in this for a hobby and there are types that are paying their you know, $3,500 a month mortgage or rent. So if you, if you want to have a business that is 
a, that's going to provide you career level, livable money, then you have to be serious about your business. It's not a hobby. You can't just post here and there when you want. You have to be very serious and meticulous about your business and even hire a consultant like myself if you need a little bit of help. That'll save you so much more money in the long run by just hiring somebody to talk to or getting with a mentor instead of learning by trial and error like me. <laughs> awesome. Well, Darren, thank you so much for coming on the show, sharing your story, your wisdom, and your insight. It's been a pleasure having you on. Thank you for tuning in to the Business Talk Library. If you like our content, be sure to follow us on social media. And if you want to see more of our exclusive content, you can subscribe and become a member on patreon.com forward slash business talk library. Hey, the business talk library is the place where business makes sense.